Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here, and alongside of me, my partner on the airways as always, Sarah Jones. And if you guys have been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, you know that Sarah is a full-time RVer. So we're going to check in and see where in the country is Sarah Jones. <laughs> Hi, Nino. Hey, everyone. Um, well, as of the time that we're recording this, I am in, we, my husband and I, are in Alabama, close to Gulf Shores. So we've been here mm, about two weeks and um, I think we'll be here another couple of weeks, but Gulf Shores, Alabama. Very cool. Well, I hope you're having a glorious day. I know that it is hot and sunny in Phoenix. Um, hopefully it's a little cooler where you are. You know, it is a little cooler, but the humidity is crazy. Um, it's, I don't know, about 92, 93 degrees here, but like 86% humidity. Um, and actually right before, uh, right before this, I took some time, I call it a little bit of self-care. Um, and I got outside and went to read. But as I got outside with my book, I noticed my eyes were getting a little bit heavy. And so I thought, you know what, this is like perfect napping weather out here for me. And so I just reclined my chair and closed my eyes for a few minutes. And I know a lot of people think <laughs> that that's insane. My husband is one of them. He um, can be found inside in the air conditioning most of the time. But uh, I enjoy the heat and um, being outside. So I said it was perfect sleeping weather when I came back in and he just looks and laughs at me. So um, I'm a rare breed, I think. <laughs> Hilarious. It sounds amazing, though. Getting a little power nap outside in the middle of the day. Uh, very cool. Well, for anybody who's been listening over the last uh, few weeks, we have just kind of wrapped up a series of episodes where we were talking about three keys to better money management. And we said that uh, we believe that the first key to better money management is education because you have a right to know. We think that the second key to better money management is having a plan that's customized to you and your goals and that's easy to follow. And the third um, key to better money management is having a partner. And we talked about the difference between having like just your spouse be your partner or having a family or friend uh, be an accountability partner and, and truly having like a partner, an objective third party financial coach. Um, kind of taking this journey with you. Well, when we were talking about having a plan, we also think that there are three keys to a better plan. So we talked about the importance of it being customized and easy to follow. But today we want to share the first of those three keys to just how do you have a better plan for your money. And so key number one in having a better plan 
for your money is to manage your income or budget as you know basically it's about having a budget but it's about managing that money according to your pay periods so so often we hear about managing your monthly budget but we don't quite teach budgeting that way do we sarah no and i think that this is kind of one of those areas that a lot of people get stuck in um the the only in my experience the only way putting together a budget from you know day one to day 30 or 31 of the month um and having just your budget fill in that exact month as if you're paid monthly on the first day of the month right that's the only time that an actual but excuse me an actual monthly budget works otherwise you really need to plan according to your pay periods. And I think this is just an area that a lot of people get stuck in. And I'm hoping today, Nino, that we can break it down in a way that clears things up and just clarifies for people. Because I think, quite frankly, I think we just make it too complicated when we're trying to do this. We're trying to look at a month, but my pay periods are over here or not until there. So let's clear it up for everybody today and break it down in a way that is simple, easy to follow, method instead of just the one size that's all plan according to the month. Yeah. Yeah, let's try to keep it as simple as possible. I will start the conversation by telling you that um, you can visit the New Money Habits website. And on the website, you can download our free budget worksheet, which actually guides you in doing exactly what Sarah and I are going to discuss today, and that is breaking your pay down by pay periods. Sarah, you said something earlier that is 100% true. A monthly budget works great for somebody who is paid on the first of every month because the income's coming in, you're going to pay the bills for the month, whether you do that all at once or closer to those due dates, and, and that's simple. The problem is most of us are not paid simply once a month. Um, lots of people are paid bi-weekly. Plenty of people are paid weekly. And if you're um, kind of self-employed, you, you don't, you, unless you've listened to us talk about an, a consistent and predictable income, you might have income coming in all throughout the month. So let as we talk today, we're going to base it off of the idea that somebody's paid biweekly, but the same principles apply to anybody who's paid weekly or on the first and the fifteenth of the month, etc. So, I think the first thing that's important for everybody to know is that it you're going to want to sit down before the end of one month to map out the next month. So. At the time of this recording, the month is July. And so before the end of the month of July, you want to sit down and you want to plan August's budget. And you want to look at your pay periods in that month. So, for example, let's say you get paid on the 5th and the 19th of August. So you're going to just start your budget with, 
income coming in on the 5th and income coming in on the 19th. Pretty simple so far, right, Sarah? It is. Um, and one thing that I would add into that is that when you're planning for August, if you're getting paid on the 5th, you probably are also getting paid on the 22nd of July, right? And so that's always a number that I'm um, keeping track of as well because some of those dollars are going to carry over into that first week, right? And so um, it's just about, and I think, you know, and I would even encourage people to not necessarily look at a month in terms of July or August. I, I a lot of times have people take a blank calendar form and just put, okay, let's put the 22nd of July on there as payday. And what bills are those covering, right? Which will then take us into yes. August. And then August 5th, now what bills are those covering? I think it's exactly what you said. I'm just bringing it back so we cover that first week in August in our planning. So we know how those first weeks of, um, that first week of bills in August is getting paid. But I'd encourage people to kind of almost take the month out of the equation and just look at your pay period and what days are everything due. Um, sometimes it's helpful for people to just take it those two weeks. Yeah, and I would agree with you that I would re much rather somebody kind of be looking at this every two weeks, but at the same time, you, you just, you, you kind of made a point that um, I, I want to circle back to, and that is I want to highlight the flaw. I want to highlight the flaw in when you're looking at the month of August and you're just thinking of income coming in and outgoing going out. Because if you're just looking at the month of August, well, you're probably thinking about August 1st rent or mortgage, but you didn't get paid until August 5th. So are you paying your rent or mortgage late? Are you paying your rent or mortgage with the month prior? And so this is where it kind of starts to break down, which is why I wanted to start with, let's just identify the pay periods. But to your point, let's really work with inside those pay periods. So when you're looking at August 5th and August 19th as examples of when you're getting paid in August, well, you shouldn't wait until you get income in August to pay August 1st rent or mortgage. So just the same when you're planning August, you're not really planning for August's rent or mortgage, you're actually planning for September's. And so whether that mm. is you can afford the whole thing with the second check on the 19th, or whether you're splitting it up between the two pay periods, you're using those pay periods to look forward and determine what's coming due because again if you get paid on the 19th then you're not getting paid again until september 2nd which i know is just one day off from september 1st but you don't want to get into the habit of paying your rent or mortgage late so really you're looking at those two pay periods and asking yourself what's coming up that i need to be paying for i love that um, I love that, Nino, and I'll just give my own example, if you don't mind, that I am self-employed, so I do choose the days that I pay myself, but I pay myself on the 10th and the 25th. 
of each month. Those are the days that I pay myself. And so my budget, right, for July, for example, um, since the 10th was on a Sunday, I paid myself the Friday beforehand just so the money was um, in my account on a, on a, a working uh, a business day. So I knew that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So my budget, that paycheck, right? I know what bills that paycheck is covering in the month of July until the 25th, right? And so I know, okay, um, I've got car insurance. I've got renter's insurance. I've got groceries. We've got gas for the vehicle. We fill our cash envelopes, right? And so I know what's coming out and what's being paid um, out of that check, and then when I get paid again on the 25th, which happens to be a Monday, I'll know, okay, um, and my situation's maybe a little bit different in that because we are full-timers, I don't necessarily have rent or mortgage due on the 1st, but we will be moving at the end of July. And so I know that I need to hold back then out of the check on the 25th, whatever our rent for the next place that we're going, right? So how much are we going to have to pay for our next stop or our next couple of stops? Right. So it carries us over and that mm. paycheck on the 25th carries and pays all the bills until the 10th of August. Right. And so um, I, don't, I hope that wasn't confusing, but it's about looking ahead, as you said. Right. Really looking ahead at what is this pay period? What, what are the dates that the pay period is covering? Not necessarily what month does it fall in? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, that's a good point, right? It's not be, because like we just outlined, if you get paid every two weeks and you get paid on July 22nd, well, you're not getting paid again until August 5th. And so there's mm -hmm. probably some end of the month bills coming due, but there's also beginning mm -hmm. of the next month bills coming due. And so if you're only ever focused on the income coming in in the month of August and the outgoing going out in the month of August, you're really missing an opportunity to mm -hmm. fine tune your, your budget, your money plan and reduce some stress and anxiety that comes with like not getting paid until the fifth and thinking about being five days late on rent. You know, am I going to get a call from the mm -hmm. landlord or whatever? Well, if you're planning, if you're always actually planning ahead, like truly ahead with, with dollars that are coming in in July for expenses that are going to be coming due in early August, well, now you start to reduce the stress and anxiety around, um, you know, being late on early month bills. And you know what? I, where I've seen this too affect people, Nino, in the the a lot of people that I'm coaching is they get to the end of the month, and I'll just use this example. We'll say the 29th because it's the last Friday of July. And they got paid on the 22nd and they're thinking, gosh, I've got a lot of extra money. I can make my extra debt payment without looking ahead, right? Without looking and realizing, wait, mm. I have my mortgage due on the 1st. I have um, kids tuition due on the 1st. And I just made an extra payment to debt because I thought I had all this extra money in July. And they weren't actually looking forward to the next pay period. They were just looking at the days of the month. And so that's where it becomes really powerful, like you said, to truly be planning ahead and looking, what is this paycheck? What What is it really covering? 
What are, what are its responsibilities yeah. and its duties? Where do these dollars really need to go? Yeah. And you just brought up a really good point for the argument of in those months that people who are paid bi-weekly get three checks. So July might have been that for some people. If you are paid bi-weekly, mm -hmm. but on the other dates in July, you got a paycheck on July 1st, you got a paycheck on July 15th, and you're going to get a paycheck on July 29th. And so you think, well, I have all this extra money in the month of July. And the truth mm -hmm. is not really like you do. You definitely have some extra money, but not as much as you think, because if you're, if you build out your plan, according to every time you get paid instead of just the month, well, then you know that every two weeks, I'll give this example for my family. Every two weeks, we need $300 to go shopping for groceries. It's not that I only need $600 a month because there's sometimes there's 28 days in a month. Sometimes there's 31 days in a month. So it's not about that. I know that every 14 days, I need three hundred dollars uh, to to buy groceries for the family, and so a month like July, when you get three paychecks, it 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 seems like you have all this extra money because maybe you only budget six hundred dollars a month for food, but you got these three checks, so you're like, oh, there's this extra three hundred dollars, and it's like, no, you probably need that three hundred dollars um, for food still. Uh, instead of making that extra debt payment as like the example that you gave. Sure. And, and even to go along with that, if July was one of the months that you received three paychecks, you know, that paycheck on the 29th or excuse me. Um, yeah. The paycheck on the 29th, you don't get, you, you won't receive another paycheck until August 12th. So there's a full 12 days in August of bills, right? of groceries, of gas, of, um, you know, subscriptions, of all of these things, that that's what that check on the 29th is covering, right? So it's it's not extra exactly money in right. that month. It's, it's taking care of two weeks worth of bills and expenses for your household. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so... It, it's actually, it was actually uh, working through trying to put a budget together for myself so many years ago and being paid biweekly that I realized doing this only by the month is not serving me well at all. It, it was, it was leaving, it was leaving potholes and just areas for mistakes. So I, I made this shift, you know, almost a decade ago. Where I'm like, no, 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 like I'm, I'm going to really pay attention to what day is the money coming in? What are the due dates for all the expenses? So the money going out and which pay period is going to handle which bills. And if there was a bill big enough, like the mortgage or the rent that needed to be split, how am I going to split that up and, and account for that as well? But yeah, I just month. Monthly budgeting just didn't ever, it didn't serve me well. I didn't like it. Uh, came up with a new method. It really, it, it just makes the most sense. Um, you know, companies, companies operate based off of when income's coming in and when expenses are due. 
they're not worried about just the month of April or May or June. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so why not do the same thing? Let's just model ourselves a little bit in that way. Let's track when the income's coming in. Let's track when those expenses are due. And let's align those two things, not just to the month, but to the actual 14-day cycle. Absolutely. And, you know, and I'll just share, Nino, the way I personally do it, um, and I don't have my planner. I've, If you guys have listened to this podcast, I've, I've shown my actual budget here with, you know, my planner before. So if you've seen it on YouTube, um, but I'm a pen and paper kind of girl, so I like to write everything down. Um and I use a regular planner because that's what works for me. But in my planner, I have at the start because planners are put together by months, right? And I have just in my July monthly um, planner, I've, I've got a little note that just says rollover. And this is the amount that I'm rolling over from July to August to take care of the next payments. And, and so I just put it in as my rollover balance. Because that's what's in, that's what's rolling over. It paid the, the, the last week or whatever of bills, right? And I said, I get paid on the, the 10th and the 25th of each month. And so I know that the money that I'm rolling over from July into August, I know that that carries me through until the 10th again, until I get paid. And that's how I put it. I just make a notation rollover balances, so forth. And I'm, I color code everything. So again, if you guys have listened, I color code everything. So I know that that rollover balance, right, that that's the bills that that money is responsible for taking care of until the 10th. And so um, I think it's important, you know, that whether you use an app or whether you write it down on paper or you use a spreadsheet, however you do it, if you're just looking at when do I get paid? What are the bills within this pay period? Right? When is the next time that I get paid? So really looking ahead to determine um, how do I want to use these dollars the best way possible until my next paycheck. Um, and you can do that no matter what app or what tracking tool or what budgeting tool that you use. You can do it if you, you just break it down very simply. When do I get paid? What do I want those dollars to, to, to do? What's their job? And when do I get paid again? Yep. Yep. Um, I, I too have, or it's in, it's even in the new money habits uh, budget worksheet where you have like the surplus or the deficit from the prior pay period, right? So after you've even, scheduled any additional debt payments or whatever, you know, there's always going to be, maybe there won't always be. Some people will t tell you that you should have spent every dollar that you have um, or a plan for every single dollar. But if you have a hundred dollars left over, you know, carrying that over to the next pay period to help you to make, you know, whatever, um, bills are coming due. And that's the same thing with like the rent or the mortgage, right? Mm -hmm. If you're actually splitting those up over two pay periods, then it is like, like, let's say your, your mortgage is $1,400 a month. And you're like in pay period one, I need to hold mm -hmm. $700 that I'm going to pair with another $700 with the second pay period in order to then make the mortgage payment. So mm -hmm. yeah. 
I love that. You know, and I had some clients that um, uh, got paid weekly, right? And and with getting paid weekly every Friday, Mm -hmm. what they did is they um, transferred five hundred dollars from every paycheck on Friday into another account they called their mortgage account. And so they every Friday they transferred five hundred dollars. Their mortgage was just over eighteen hundred. So they transferred five hundred dollars every single Friday, every pay period, right? into their separate mortgage account. And that ensured that their mortgage was paid on time no matter when they received paycheck. They weren't pulling that full $1,800 out of one paycheck, right? They split it up. Um, and that's just another mm-hmm. way of, of looking, okay, what do I want these dollars to do, right? I know that I don't want to have a full mortgage payment, $1,800 taken out of one paycheck. So how can I break this up? Because it makes my budget work right. a little bit easier for me and it's a little bit less stressful. And so um, to your point, you know, pulling the mortgage out in two payments or or four, um, it just is a matter of looking at when are your pay periods, how do you want to use those dollars, and when do you get paid again? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, as you were talking about being paid weekly, it just reminds me, too, of, like, why – budgeting based off of your pay periods is just a better plan than for the month because you know it's it's simple enough when your rent is due once a month your cell phone payments due once a month your car insurance is due once a month but some of these other expenses that we ha- have like going to the grocery store it doesn't happen just once a month so being able to plan and, and split that expense up over each pay period and, and basically saying, for the next seven days, I have X number of dollars to spend. Or for the next 14 days, I have X number of dollars to spend. For categories like groceries, like gasoline, heck, even um, spending cash, right? Giving yourself some play money to go out and spend however you want. Instead of giving yourself one lump sum sometime during the month, which then could all also just be blown right away to be able to say, you know, every 14 days I get a hundred dollars to go and spend how I want guilt-free or I get $25 every week or whatever the number is at whatever frequency. It just, it really helps to manage all of these non-monthly expenses. I think about other things that we do monthly or maybe not every month, you know, I'm a guy, so that means there's money in the budget for going to the barber. And I try to only go once a month, but sometimes it, you go more frequently. Sometimes you go less frequently. But the idea that I can split these, um, like, that's a cash category for me. So mm-hmm. taking cash out of the bank every 14 days and kind of putting it in the barber's envelope. And when I have enough money to go get a cut, I go get a cut. And when I don't, I wait. And so um, it's just a nice way to, to manage some of these other expenses that we, we have. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And we do kind of the same thing with our cash envelopes. You know, I, I pull out and fill. So whatever I budget for, um, I, I kind of split it in half, right? So what I would And when I say budget for the month, it is based on my pay periods, right? So my month is not the 1st through the 30th. My month is from the 10th to the 9th of the following month, right? And so um, 
we split our cash envelopes. You know, what is the total for that, that entire period of time and split it in two. So I pull half out on the 10th and half out on the 25th um, because it, it helps our budget work better, right? Specifically for eating out. If we pull the full amount, um, you know, of our eating out and restaurant budget on the 10th, I'm going to guarantee you it would be gone probably by the 15th. This way, it helps us stay more accountable, right? And, and more on track and not, not spend all those dollars at once. It just helps us to, like you said, you know, spread it out a little bit, right? And once the money's gone in that category, then it's gone. And we wait until payday again, until it's cash envelope filling day. Um, but it's just, it, it's <laughs> what works for us, right? To spread it out over a couple of pay periods versus just pulling it all out in one. That's right. All right. So, you know, we talked at the top about kind of keeping this simple. And I think, you know, we've done a good job of just highlighting that there is a better way to build a budget. And instead of building it just for the month, that you can really build it around your pay periods. And as I offered, there is a free uh, budget worksheet that New Money Habits offers on our website, newmoneyhabits.com. Um, what I want to leave our listeners with is this idea. The best budget in the world is the one that works for you. Mm. We're really big about meeting our clients where they are. And if a monthly budget works for you, that's great. But if you've found that it's not working for you, you're struggling with it, it just it doesn't cover everything that you wanted to cover the way you wanted to cover it, then look for something new. Look to do something in a different way. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. <laughs> so do something different. Yeah. Visit the website, download our budget template or our budget worksheet, excuse me, and, um, and give that a, a go. And if you need help budgeting, just know that you can always schedule time with Sarah or myself by visiting the show notes. We both have links to our calendars there um, and, and schedule some time with a financial coach and, We'll help you to, to build a plan that is customized to you and your goals. It's easy to follow. And it just so happens that it implements this idea of budgeting according to your pay period instead of just the month. I love it. I love it. Thanks, Nino. I, I think it's a good reminder, even though I do this, but sometimes I think I can make it a little bit too complicated. So thank you for the reminder that it's this is really a very simple concept. Um just look at it a little bit differently than, than what um, I did before. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not rocket science. It is pretty simple. It's just a different way of doing things. And so we wanted to share a couple of, of examples of how that looks uh, and, you know, to kind of tickle, tickle the intellect and see if uh, <laughs> it, it kind of resonated with somebody like, wait a minute, I've never thought about doing it that way. That sounds mm -hmm. like that would make more sense. We happen to think it makes more sense. Um, so go and check that out. Visit newmoneyhabits.com. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us. And we'll continue the conversation next time. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.